listening to the Worcester Observer podcast because you have impeccable taste. Hello and welcome to the Worcester Observer podcast. I'm your host, Rob George, and I am delighted this week to be joined by Andre Oldfield, the chair of Worcestershire Pride. Andre, welcome. Andre, before we went on, told us that he's an aficionado of podcasts, so he's living the dream. I, I truly am. It's uh, my favourite entertainment form right now. Well, let's hope we can meet the high standards <laughs> on the podcast this week. Andre's here to talk about Worcestershire Pride. So, for those who don't know, tell the listeners, what is Worcestershire Pride? Uh, Worcestershire Pride is uh, an annual celebration that we, we started uh, it's almost three years ago now. Goodness, uh, <laughs> uh, celebrating um, you know community and visibility and uplifting the LGBT plus community in and around Worcestershire. Um, it's always been important. It's always been something very close to my heart. I used to when I was uh, I used to live in London, and when I lived there, I used to take part in uh, London Pride. Specifically, they had an organisation called Youth at Pride at the time. And we'd, you know, we'd bring all the young people in or we'd, as you, because I used to work as a youth worker and get them involved. And, and there's just something, there's just, there's just something very specific about a Pride event bringing the community together that in, in a very kind of weird sort of way. It was just, it, it, it's a really nice first stepping stone for me because, you know, I have my grand plans for uh, Worcestershire and how we could be doing better and all that stuff. And these grand plans, are you going to share them with us? Um, I might do. No. <laughs> Um, well, a little bit about myself is, um, so as I said, I used to live in London, uh, grew, I was born and raised there. Uh, me and my partner got sick of it, quite frankly, too many people, too busy, too much moving around. And we decided to kind of head up this way, uh, lived in Northfield for a while, just on the south tip of Birmingham, which was fine. And then, um, we decided to move to Worcester predominantly because, uh, his parents who are, you know, elderly, they live out towards Poet now. Right. Um, and I moved here and I was like, it's, you know, it's really nice. It's, it's perfect for me. It's, it's kind of got all the, the wonders of being in a city, but also it's like, I can drive two minutes in any direction and it's like, oh, fields and hills and rolling countryside <laughs> and nature and flora and fauna and all that. Um, you can't tell I'm waving my arms around a lot because, you know, audio format, what you can do. And so obviously, you know, as being, um, a handsome debonair young gay man, the first thing I did was jump on Google. I was like, all right, what, what, what's the offering for the LGBT community um, in, the, in the city? And I discovered we have one bar, not for the city, but the entire county, which wow. is the, the flag. And, you know, putting a lot of, you know, the, the entire gay community, well, the entire queer community's kind of um, uh, responsibility onto their shoulders is kind of not fair, you know. <laughs> And it, and also for the community itself, you know, you always need a bit more. And so for me, um, so so what happened is then I got, I happened to when I was moving to the city, a good friend of mine from London, uh, Dr. Daniel Somerville, who works at the University of Worcester, who's our treasurer, he had just uh, moved started to move to Worcester as well, and we hadn't seen each other for almost ten years, and it just we saw each other on Facebook. I was like, let's grab a coffee and sit down and chat. And, um, so I grabbed him. Um, uh, my friend Amanda, who uh, ran Cafe Bliss at the Worcester Arts Workshop, mm. um, because I'd walk past it all the time, and I was just and it's my gaydar went off. I was like, well, "She's off the tribe," as I like to say. <laughs> and and um, we kind of we got together and we got some more like-minded individuals together and decided if Worcester, far less Worcestershire, is gonna 
kind of move more in that direction when it comes to uh, queer representation um, and, you know, supporting the LGBT plus community, it kind of needs to start with pride mm. because the longer I've lived here, the more that I, the more I've noticed is it's not that there isn't community here for the LGBT plus community. It's that it's kind of fractured and it's often little bits and pieces and it's not all networked and working together, which is really what we need. And what pride has done, I'm proud to say is, you know, we're finally having a key point where where suddenly youth groups are popping up and they're saying, oh, can we come to Pride? Can we march with you? Can we have a store? We'd like to recruit more members. At um, the same time Pride was setting up, there was a, an organisation called Out Together, which was starting up, which um, I'm not saying we did anything, but, you know, they had their stall at our first Pride and they tripled their membership, yeah. you know, within that. And, and that goes to show you that sometimes you just need to facilitate the space and mm-hmm. then the people that need these uh, services or need to make these connections just come together and figure it out for themselves. And that's my favourite thing about, you know, Pride. And I, I would like more of that kind of community spirit going on in and around Worcestershire because queer people are definitely here in Worcestershire. They definitely are. They're here in numbers. I think the demographic is different than if you say we're in London mm. or Manchester. We tend to um, have a lot of um, older LGBT plus people because a lot of them, for example, a lot of them, they will go to, say, Malvern and they will retire there with their long-term partners, have lovely houses and do gardening. It's marvellous. <laughs> and But then we also have a lot of young LGBT people. And then what happens is because... What happens is they all get to, like, uh, 16, 17, 18, and they will feel like there maybe is not enough here for them. And mm. so, you know what it's like. You grow up in a small town yeah. or a small city, and the first thing you do is, I'm going to the big city, I'm going to go find myself, I'm going to become a drag queen, and everyone's going to love me. <laughs> and they run off to London, Manchester, Birmingham, Bristol, whatever it is. And for me, I think, you know, my role as a facilitator is, what can I do to encourage uh Worcestershire as a county to be the kind of place where at least some of those young people are looking and going, actually, I would be fine if I stayed here. Yeah. My, no, my first instinct isn't to <laughs> flee the county <laughs> for greener pastures. And I don't think there are much greener pastures than the Malvern Hills, to be fair, but you know. <laughs> well, you never know. Mm. Um, be proud of who they are. That's mm. key, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, um, I think a lot of people get confused with pride when we use the word pride because... You know, often, usually the people who come and go, why isn't there a straight pride? Which is, to me, is ridiculous. It's like asking, why aren't there more able-bodied parking spaces? Because <laughs> you you don't need it in that moment. But, you know, when we say pride, we're not talking about, you know, being, look at me, I'm the greatest. It's a direct rebellion against, you know, having, you know, really centuries of people saying, um your love does not is not valued in the same way heterosexual love is valued. You shouldn't be able to have kids. You shouldn't be able to get married. In some instances, you know, in other parts of the world, you know, you can be hung for it. You know, there are people who still, and this is why I always talk about the elderly queer community, is because there are still people in this county who are old enough to remember going to gay bars when they were younger when the police legally could go in and raid a gay bar. Mm. Or they would burst into people's houses and flats in the privacy of their own homes just to arrest them because there was that much harassment of queer people. So I think we have every right to kind of be proud of who we are and sh- and to kind of, you know, fly our flags. And there are so many flags now. There are, aren't they? It's a, it's a colourful celebration, isn't it? Is it is a very colourful celebration, but it, it's... I, I love it. You know, a lot of... There are lots of kind of people who are of a certain age 
you know, both in the queer community and outside of the queer community who look at that and they're like, oh, LGBTQI, there are too many letters. And, and I'm just like, good, there are more letters. If people can have the language and, you know, the flags and the symbols to describe themselves and their experience, you know, they're not saying that is the absolute um, constitution of my being. They're just saying, this is my experience. Mm. This is how I experience the world. This is how I you know, walk through the world and I need you to understand that that does affect the way other people interact with me. It does affect the way people interact with me when it comes to um, pursuing relationships or friendships or even something as simple as going to a job interview. Because if someone is sitting there opposite you and they might be, oh, I'm not homophobic, you know, I love my gay friends, but they carry an internal bias, they might say, well, I don't know, and I'm not saying the fire service is like this, but, you know, I'm just using an example because the fire service is traditionally very big, strong, masculine, and there are plenty of amazing women in the fire service as well. I'm mm. not throwing them under the bus. But, for example, if you are working in the fire service and you have, like, you're the, the head fireman, I don't know how it works, clearly, and <laughs> someone comes in and they could be strong and able-bodied and whatever, and they sit down next to you and they're like, you're right, darling, so what I'm thinking is I want to put on the uniform. and They could be an amazing fireman, but yeah. you see that and your brain might have that internal bias of going... Oh, I don't know, you know, limp wrist, fire hose. I don't know if it's going to work out in that kind of way. And it's that's what we tend to battle more these days. It's um, less someone calling me. Can I say? <laughs> can I say a slur? All right. It's less someone stopping me in the street and calling me a faggot, and more someone, you know, ignoring their internal bias and being able to say to themselves, "Oh no, I'm fine. I'm not like that." But secretly, there are, you know, they're just actions that we. I think in the, um, in the realm of social justice, which is a bit of a dirty word right now because the internet's like, oh, social justice warriors. I'm like, good, fight them. Uh, <laughs> um, but in the world of social justice, the term we use is microaggressions. You yeah. know, So it's, it might not be, once again, or you faggot, but it might be, oh, you're doing so well for, you know, for a gay person. Oh, he's lovely. Oh, he's gay, but he's lovely. Oh, mm. You know, or someone warning up to me goes, I've always wanted a gay best friend, and then you're important, your stereotypes upon me, and I've got to go through my day thinking, Oh god, do am I reading a certain way? Am I doing this? And it becomes a it becomes a whole thing. I think I've gone off track. I've just started no, <laughs> no, no. Is that still is that still a serious problem? Um yeah, it definitely is. Um I, I did a little bit of homework before I came down, you know, because I don't wanna just be completely talking out my rear end. Um, but I mean, they were, we're doing looking at statistics. Within the last five years, there has been, a, I believe it's a 144% increase in hate crimes towards the LGBT community in the last five years. Um, there was, a, I believe, a 41% spike in the month following the European referendum. Um, there has been specifically the hate crimes against trans women. I mean, they say trans people, but a majority is trans women, has jumped almost triple. It's, you know, it's not great. You know, and, and remember, when we say hate crimes, it's not necessarily people just being assaulted. It may be verbal abuse. It may be harassment online. Mm. You know, it's... But it, it has been emboldened. And, you know, as an organisation, we, we have to remain politically neutral mm. as long as, you know, a, a, a political party isn't turning around and saying, burn the gays, mm, then we can take a bit of a stance. Because actually, we get, when it comes to things like councillors, um, we get donations from actually all sides of the political spectrum, which is, I find fascinating. Um, but Brexit, specifically, there was something about the nature of that vote where a certain subset of people who 
held certain hatreds in their hearts mm. felt to be felt they were given carte blanche to unleash that it was suddenly almost like and i'm not saying that everyone that voted for brexit was like oh the immigrants mm-hmm. you know because i've spoken to some people i've spoken to some queer people who are like well i have my reasons and i was like well, i think your reasons are wrong but <laughs> but you know at least you're not racist which is always a nice step um but what we find is if someone is on the side of xenophobia or racism or misogyny Hatred tends not to just stop there. It tends to escalate because actually what we're talking about generally is a hatred of the other. And there are a million different ways to be the other. So, you know, if you if your attitude is, oh, no, we need to get rid of the immigrants. OK, well, who's going to be next? Because if the immigrants grow go and your problems aren't solved, are you going to come after um, people of colour who... Um, were born here, such as myself, are you going to go after gay people? Are you going to go after trans people? Are you going to go after women? Although, interestingly, you'll see people have never stopped going after women. It's just they change the language. They will say, oh, no, it's feminism. The feminists are out of control. The feminists are coming sick. And it's just this cascade of of, of um, a pushback against the progress that we're making as a culture. Because actually, statistically, if you look at this, statistically, we know crime generally is lower than it's ever been in history because we're not all running around with guns and rapiers. And, you know, we have less deaths in the Western world than ever because we're not all dying of, you know, tertiary stage syphilis or hideous diarrhea deaths like they would in the 1800s. You know, we're moving along with technology and stuff. But whenever we have a move towards progress, there is there are always people who have benefited from older systems and they will always push back. Yeah. You know, they will look at, Oh well, now the gays are getting married. Water's going to run uphill, and they're going <laughs> to they're going to steal my horses. And then that well, now the gays are getting married. I'm going to have to leave my wife. What are you talking about? What is <laughs> happening in your brain? What is this connection? And it's just it'd be so much easier if people would just say, "I just don't really like gay people," because then you can those are the people you can be like, "Oh, okay, I can ignore you. <laughs> You're just having uh, an irrational moment right now, and that's you need to figure that out by yourself. We're going to be over here, you know, doing the best to support." Everyone, mm. you know, because, you know, pride, even though it is, and I always say this, first and foremost, it is a celebration and event to bring together the LGBT plus community. However, bringing us together also includes bringing together allies. It, it includes showing, you know, like we've had great support, for example, from Worcester mm. City Council mm. um, with, um, you know, the facilities and helping us through. So, because remember, I'm a complete novice at this. You know, we, we came together and we were like, who do we need to speak to and what do we need to sign and what, what money does it cost? And I'll get to the money in a minute. Um, you know, it's bringing together. So the council shows us great love. Lo- getting local businesses involved to either show um, either, oh, there are businesses run by parts of our community um, showing out and being proud of that and being able to be recognised as a queer safe space or businesses who just support us, you know, who are like, no, this is a safe space for you. We want you to feel to feel like we are included in that. And, you know, it's all of it's important. It's yeah. So I've, I've completely lost my train of thought because I've gone off a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one to do that, as anyone on the committee will tell you. Um, this is more of a personal question. Mm-hmm. Do you feel accepted? Oh, <laughs> let's get into this one. <laughs> um, at a very baseline level, I would say yes. I would say, once again, as uh, a young gamer, I say young, I turned 34 last month. Oh, 
don't. I'm, I'm three years older, so. Yeah, I'm telling everyone I'm 40 until I turn 40, and then I'm going to lie and say I'm 25. <laughs> um, and just say like, the beard ages me, and that's what it is. <laughs> um, but, you know, as a, you know, and people might not be able to tell because, once again, not a visual medium, uh, but as a gay black man who grew up in South London, I've seen a lot of progress because that specific intersectionality of, you know, queer identity and being a person of colour brings its own, you know, layers of stuff that kind of amplify and whatever. You know, I was I was at school during the time when Section 28 was enforced, mm. you know, so I was flapping about being a, this skinny little kid with a massive afro, which I refused the comb because, you know, lazy. <laughs> Um, you know, running around and just having this identity crisis because I'm 13 years old. I'm like, oh, I like boys. And everything in the media and everything around me is telling me this is wrong and I'm probably going to get AIDS and die because that was really the message that was in popular media at the time. And I can't talk to my teachers about it because if any of my teachers are caught and are seen as, quote-unquote, promoting a homosexual lifestyle, they could be fired. They could get in trouble. So where is my support network? You know, um... And then, you know, you get to college. And, and then when I got to college, then luckily when I turned 18, they just changed, uh, changed the law so that um, age of consent was lowered so it matched the age of consent for uh, heterosexual people, you know. So I've kind of... Wa- I've been kind of lucky and unlucky that in my life, as I've watched, I've seen steps of progress come as I've come of age and as I've gotten older. Um, you know, I still have some issues in Worcestershire sometimes around being a person of colour just because I don't think that people are malicious, but I think sometimes language doesn't quite translate. When I first moved to Worcester, I had to correct three people from using the term coloured. Mm-hmm. I was just like, um, you can say person of colour. You can say black. I'm black. You can say black. It's fine. <laughs> it's all right. And they, they were fine with it mm-hmm. because, you know, my whole thing is, you know, we're raised in a society that pushes us in a certain direction and mass media pushes us in a certain direction with the kind of language we use and how we talk about people. I'm fine with people making mistakes. I only get a bit snippy if I correct you and then you fly into some kind of hideous rage about it. Well, I grew this the language I grew up with. I'm like, yes, and you grew up surrounded by white people, so no one ever corrected you, darling, so maybe listen to the white (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is... I always said about doing the podcast, I want to learn things. I was doing research before this. I've always referred it to the community as LGBT. Mm. But that's completely and utterly wrong. Well, it's not completely and utterly wrong. It's just it becomes outdated because, you know, as, you know, the sphere of what we consider to be queer people um, expands, then we add more letters. So now... Generally, I will say LGBT plus or LGBTQIA plus, or for me, and I can say this, you probably wouldn't get away with it. I like to say queer because it's almost political in reclaiming that word, you know. And it's just it's a lot easier than saying all the letters. Well, this is this is one of the questions I was going to come to, but we'll we'll go to it now. Mm. I grew up, and queer was an offensive word thrown mm. at people, and it was thrown around at my school, probably Claire's school, probably your school, yeah, as well. I'm interested the fact that it's actually being acknowledged. On a lot of Pride websites, queer is yeah. that—is it a reclamation? Like it, it is a reclamation, much like how um, black people in the hip hop community in America rec- um, reclaim the N word, which once again I can say you probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's one of these things, and a lot of people with you know with that reclamation and with the the claiming of the word queer, um, a lot of people don't understand. They're like, well, if you don't like the word, if it's so offensive, why do you carry on using it? And the answer is simply, the word exists. 
it's not going away. I would rather be it be in the hands of the people it affects because they know they will use it correctly. They will use it in a way that because you know if I say to my partner, I'm like, oh, you're old queer. I'm like, well, if I'm calling you queer, I'm I just not the thing. I'm sorry for that. <laughs> so I'm like, if I'm calling you queer, I'm also queer. So actually, it kind of almost cancels it out. It's you know in, it, it it kind of it in the same way. Um, uh, and you excuse my use of the language, you might want to bleep it, I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, in the same way, you, you ever have uh, two women together and be like, oh, you bitch. You know, like, she's going, well, I can call you that because if you're a bitch, yeah. I'm a bitch, we're all bitches, cool, great. There's going to be a lot of editing there, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way you deliver it, though. Yeah. <laughs> I, ju- I think it's brilliant and nothing, it's the same with the N-word. Mm. I think it's absolutely brilliant that the community is reclaiming it because it shows up the small-minded people for who they are. Yeah. Because it's like, you want to throw it at us now. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's an absolute shrug. I think it's absolutely terrific. And you speak with such... <laughs> I don't want to say passion, but it's it's that suggests that it's all been put on or something, but it's the genuine belief. Well, I mean, before I left London, I actually I worked for uh, an organisation uh, in Greenwich, shout out if they ever hear this podcast, uh, called Metro, and they are an LGBT plus uh, community organisation. Excuse me, drank my tea too fast. <laughs> and, um, you know, I worked for about six, seven years for them as a youth worker, and so that's kind of where I got my start. Because when I was but a wee baby gay, um, <laughs> I, you know, it, it's kind of, when I first started out, I was probably 16, 17, sneaking into nightclubs because I always, luckily I, I started to grow facial hair a bit early, so I always looked a bit older and could get away with stuff. <laughs> Um, and that was me finding my way. And, you know, I was lucky that nothing terrible happened to me. And I'm not saying that, you know, gay nightclubs are this spooky. But, no. you know, if you're underage and yeah. you, you know, you don't know the dangers of alcohol, you're meeting these people, especially, you know, in the queer community, because you're like, isolation is a massive thing. Because as I said, you know, at the time I was like, I'm the only gay kid in my school. I've since learned differently. Yeah. But at the time, like no one's out. Everyone's hiding their own secrets. So you think I'm the only person I'm going to die alone. <laughs> so the first time you go out clubbing, you're like, this is amazing. Everyone's like me. They all want to be my friend. It's great. And, you know, but then, you know, I had, I was very lucky, but there were always a few run-ins because it's kind of like, Oh, I'm not comfortable with the situation. Oh no, this doesn't quite feel right to me. And so, which I think important to say you'd have in any community. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's, you know, it, it's the same as, I mean, it's the same as going out to any nightclub and, you know, for example, the risk of having your drink spiked, for example, is an issue that never happened to me. It's happened to friends of mine, you know, but on both sides of, on all sides of the spectrum that happens. And it's kind of, you know, there are dangers when you are a young person entering an adult's world, you know, and especially if there are certain adults in those spheres who are looking for someone vulnerable to take advantage of. And especially if you are looking for that one, so that, that affirmation, like, I'm an adult too. I'm doing this great. It's great. Meanwhile, I've got, like, I've got my 3DS in my back pocket. <laughs> there was actually a moment, just a little aside, there was a moment I was um, dancing in heaven, which is one of the bigger gay nightclubs in London. And a song came on that I didn't like. I couldn't remember what it was. And I, I think it was that Baby Cake song, which was out a little while ago. You know what I'm talking about. And, and I took out my 3DS and I just started playing Pokemon. I was like, no, this song's rubbish. I don't know what you lot are dancing. Why are you putting up with it? No, someone get me a WKD. <laughs> um, sorry, <laughs> a bit of a tangent. But so after that, a lot of my friends were like, well, I want to go out clubbing. So I would kind of become Mother Hen, be like, okay, come in here. There's where you leave your coat. Do not, leave your, do not lose your, your 
um, coat and cloakroom ticket. Don't drink too much. If you're going to have this, because it's cheap. Um, <laughs> don't talk to him, him, him or her. <laughs> it's like, don't trust that one. If any of you take any drugs, I'm not being held responsible for you. So behave yourselves. I will be reasonably sober so I can make sure we get home. Great. And so my instant reaction. <laughs> so when I started looking for a career, I was like, I must help the baby gays because I've been doing it for free all this time. So someone needs to pay me. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, so I started going into that and pushing for that. And that's kind of, you know, you, you learn and you grow and you, you build a passion around that because actually I, I do have a passion for this. I do have a passion for um, helping the LGBT community, you know, be the best that it can be. And, you know, I, I said to this to people um, on the committee when I first, we first started pride which is you know i know i'm from london and i know london has certain expectations of like a gay scene or a gay community i do not expect that for worcester for example i think worcester needs more community but it needs to be in the shape of what does worcester's lgbt plus community look like you know because they may not be let's have all night raids you know all that stuff it, it, it's just not the thing and so I, you know, I like to think that my strength lies in being a facilitator, mm. you know, as I said, you know, kind of bringing people together in certain spaces and, um, you know, just letting them run with it. You know, at some point I'll probably step away from pride because there's only so much I can do with that. But I just wanted to make sure it's in a place where if I step away, the next, you know, young, bright star can step up and be like, yes, this is what I'm passionate about. I want it to look like this. And it might change from the way we're running it now. And I'm fine with that. You know, it's, as long as it continues, as long as it delivers, because it's clearly something that, you know, it, it sparks something in people in Worcestershire. Um, you know, I, I, on my first, on our first year, while I was having my third mental breakdown of the morning, because, you know, I'd been up from 6.30 in the morning, going, why are the toilets not here? This is, the stage is, the, where are the acts? Why aren't there balloons? And then, you know, <laughs> just running around like a headless chicken. Um, trying to corral acts because they're like, oh, we're going to go on stage. We're just going to go over there and grab a beer first. I'm like, you need to be backstage right now. <laughs> um, I actually had, you know, young uh, young queer people with their, you know, flags coming up to me and they'd obviously recognised me from the Instagram mm. and they were just coming up and saying thank you. And it just, I, I was, I, I, I couldn't have expected that. You know, I was just, this is something that needs to happen here and I'm not in it for, I've never been in it for, um, you know, the identity politics or, you know, the glory or the, you know, the cult of personality in which a lot of people seem to be, you know, around. I'm not mm. naming any names, Boris Johnson. Um, <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's, it's, there's something very touching about that because it actually gives us, you know, I can, even just anecdotally, I'm like, I, I can see what I was right. I am making a difference here. Mm. You know, we are doing something that is sorely needed you know, and actually the night of the first Pride that we did um, two years ago <laughs> afterwards, the committee, like, I would clear everything down because I've been told if there's any rubbish on the car park, we'll get fined. So I was running around picking up stuff because, <laughs> you know, some of our volunteers ago, I was like, you've worked hard, go home, it's fine. Um, and we we're like, let's go for a celebratory drink afterwards. So we, you know, got together. We were going to go to the flag, but it was absolutely packed that evening. So we went next door to the Firefly and sat down and had a gin and tonic. And it just you know, hydrated me enough. I was like, okay, I'm tired, I'm going to go home. So I went across the road, got a chicken chow mein from the Chinese, started walking up the hill towards my own. I opened the Instagram and it was just full of young people who had tagged us and say, this is the best day ever. We never could have imagined this. And I just burst into tears walking up the hill home yeah. because it was just, it was, it's, it, like I said, it's just something sorely needed, you know, and 
some people, some people within the community, I'm sorry, did you get me cracking my knuckles there? <laughs> Bit of ASMR for the listeners. Um, you know, it's sort of, and I've had some people who live in Worcestershire and, you know, live in Worcester specifically who are kind of like, yeah, it feels a bit like we're in the dark ages. We're a bit behind. And I look at it, I'm thinking, I don't think Worcester is, quote unquote, in the dark ages. I don't think they're behind in the sense of, oh, it's like being in the 1980s. Oh, you know, people aren't running down the river queer bashing people. No. But more could be done with the resources that we have and kind of pushing these agendas and, you know, pushing this kind of inclusivity forward. And um, something that, that came to mind when I was reading those statistics about the increase in hate crime is, you know, even if there is not, quote unquote, more hate crime here than anywhere else in the country, the impact may be more because if you are in London and someone yells at you or attacks you or breaks into your home, there are, you know, there is an entire gay scene. You'd be like, I'm going to go drink my troubles away. Not that I advise drinking your troubles away. No. Oh, you know, you, you can go to, there are youth groups. There is the, there are uh, multiple LGBT liaison services in multiple districts because they know where all the queer people are. You can go to advocacy services, the Metro, which I mentioned, which I used mm. to work for. Uh, and actually, my mum still works. Say hi, mum. <laughs> <laughs> Randomly, she got the jobs completely separately because we have different surnames. And so, the, so when she started working there, I walked over and gave her a kiss, and everyone was really confused. <laughs> um, but you know, they do lots of advocacy services in and around that. If you're in Worcester and you're in your Worcester shirt, and you Google these kind of services, you kind of have to deep dive because mm. it's not so obvious. This is why on the Pride website, I made sure that we have a community page because I want people to know there are events. Yeah. So if there are events, if we're doing fundraisers, if anything LGBT focused is happening, then I want to know. But also I want people to know what is available for community advocacy and, or even just things like, oh, we are a queer friendly cafe or we are, um, or like, as I'm saying, I'm a bit of a facilitator. I've started um, a queer tabletop group for, because there are lots of, there are lots of LGBT plus nerds in Worcestershire who love doing things like D&D and Magic the Gathering and stuff. And, you know, I'm a bit of a yeah, tabletop aficionado as well. I need to stop using <laughs> the word aficionado. It's getting played out. But, <laughs> but you know, it's bringing them together. Yeah. And like I said, we did our first one, um, not this Sunday, on the Sunday before. And it went really well. And we got some D&D. And it was, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, we had no idea that this was yeah. a thing, you know, and... and you know, and like I said, it, it's kind of just bringing that all together into into a very visible place, so the community can kind of dip into that and start to take ownership of that and build that out for themselves. And then I can be like, "Great, you guys have it. I'm going to sleep." Andre, I could go on for the rest of the afternoon as we're recording this on Thursday, but I think we're going to wind it up, and I'll wind it up and uh, say that Pride 21st of September. Yes. What can people expect? Uh, well, our theme this year, because we started having themes, uh, first year our theme was, I hope this happens, which was great. Last <laughs> year we had an out-in-the-country theme because, you know, rural identity was to share, it all goes hand in hand. Unfortunately, we got rained on, but what are you going to do? This year, because it is the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots, um, where our theme is Stonewall 15, New York, New York. So we're going New York theme, we're th thinking club kids, we're thinking... Um, the Vogue ball scene. If anyone's watched Paris is Burning, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, go and watch Paris is Burning. It's on Netflix now. <laughs> um, you know, all that kind of good stuff. You know, the, 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 the um, what's it called? It'll come back to me later. I'm, I'll text you later and I'll be like, it's this thing. This is the thing I mentioned. You can edit it in somehow. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> you know, we, we were going for kind of New York because actually 
even though a lot of people in the UK, we do sometimes complain that a lot of kind of queer culture is America focused. Stone, the Stonewall riots were the birth of the um, uh, queer rights movement. They just were. You know, we wouldn't have pride. You know, the first pride ever held was the anniver- on, in the anniversary of the Stonewall riots. And if that didn't happen, there wouldn't be prides anywhere else. So I'm happy to celebrate it and to kind of remember it. And also um, because the Stonewall riots, a big, big players in Stonewall riots were queer people of colour and also trans women of colour. And I think they get forgotten a lot, even within the community. And so I just want to be able to, I want us to be able to uplift ourselves and remember that we're all kind of in this together fighting the good fight. And also I just, I want to look cute and just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and where can people give us the website, more information? Uh, you can find more information on our website, which is WorcestershirePride.org. That's WorcestershirePride.org. I'm clearly listening to too many podcasts. That's a great voiceover. Thank you. <laughs> Andre, as I said, we could have gone on all afternoon and probably have you back at some point and do a whole afternoon. I would uh, be more than happy to, honestly. Uh, but you've been absolute great company. Thank you so much, and we wish you all the very best with Worcestershire Pride. Claire's here now. She's going to do her What's On Worcester Roundup. For all the things to do and see this week, it's Claire Bullivant with this week's What's On Gate. Thanks, Rob. Are you sure you want to move over to me? I want to keep listening to Andre. What a great guest. And I cannot wait for the Worcestershire Pride. Roll on September. By the way, happy, happy Worcester Festival at the moment. I wish we could do a whole Worcester Festival podcast, but sadly, I only have a few minutes. So check out worcesterfestival.co.uk for a full lineup of all the Worcester events going on this week at the moment. It's all going on over 500 amazing events in Worcester over the coming weeks from the most amazing Worcester Festival team in our wonderful city. But starting off of my favourite things to do this week, starting on Saturday the 17th of August, who likes baking? Because it's the great Worcester Cake Off happening at Cookmate, WR13LY is the postcode in case you want to locate them. You need to take your decorated cakes there by 12 noon on Saturday where they'll be put on display so the public can vote for the very best. You may just be voted the great Worcester Cake Off champion of Worcester. Also, if anyone needs a judge to taste all those delicious cakes i'm offering okay just throwing my card into that also on saturday it's the worcester architecture awards 2019 exhibition happening at the worcester guild hall 10 a.m start there going on all day until 4 p.m if you haven't been to the guild hall for a while pop in have a cup of tea i had a meeting there last week and they're a lovely team they're also throwing some fabulous events there um, but do be good, because did you know there are prison cells there? Yes, there's a lot about our Worcester Guildhall that might surprise you. Go and have a look around and definitely keep an eye on all the events they've got planned coming up. Going back to Saturday, someone at the door, Samba Band, they're going to be on the high street in Worcester. They're doing two shows on the high street, 11.30am and 1pm. Then in the evening, we have Believe, the share songbook happening at the Swan Theatre, which should be amazing. However, if you're after live music in the pubs and clubs on Saturday night, Groovy Head are performing at the Chestnut in Worcester and Paradiddle's Music Cafe Bar also have a very busy night with a great lineup there. The Hip Flosk Virgins and Maximum Zero Bands, I know, are performing on Saturday. Witcher, everyone's favourite Witcher, they're also going to be putting on a show at the Malvern Motorcycle Club on Saturday evening. And also on Saturday, the amazing Swansea Male Choir are performing for St Richard's Hospice. They're going to be at the hall at the Royal Porcelain Works from 7.30pm. 
They are world-renowned for good reason. They're truly incredible, and it's always wonderful, obviously, to support our amazing St. Richard's Hospice, of course. Quickly moving on to Sunday, the 18th of August. You might think it's 2019, but no, it's August 1944, and the Hall at the Royal Porcelain Works They're going to be hosting an afternoon tea as a fundraiser for the troops. The guest of honour will be local lad Private Harry Bragg, decorated for bravery and home on leave. The great and good of the city will be there to do their bit for the war effort, but someone at the party has murder on their mind, and it will be down to the guests to join forces with the local constabulary to solve the crime. So if you think you can help, get yourself to the Royal Porcelain Works on the 18th of August. You can get all the details on visitworcester.co.uk. Then on Monday, the 19th of August, there's a stop-motion Star Wars workshop happening at the Worcester City Art Gallery and Museum. 11am start for all you Star Wars fans there. And my last pick of the week is on Tuesday, the 20th of August, and it's the About an Hour Duo Armand Let's Dance happening at Huntington Hall. This is Shula Oliver on violin and viola, and Claire Hawkes on the clarinet, and this versatile duo will be presenting Let's Dance, the programme of music inspired by dance, whether it's music Music that conjures up the elegance of the ballroom or the gracefulness of Tchaikovsky's fabulous ballets or the fiery passion of tangos that you love. You'll be sure to be tapping your toes along to this uplifting programme. This event is part of the Worcester Festival and so too are many of the events I've just mentioned. But a full list, again, visit Worcester Festival website, which is worcesterfestival.co.uk. And do send us your reviews at the Worcester Observer. And remember, let us know if you have an event going on so we can let everyone know. Have a great week, everyone. Back to you in the studio, Rob. Thanks so much, Claire. And thanks to Andre Oldfield, the chair of Worcestershire Pride. Uh, We wish them all the very best with Pride this year. September the 21st, listen to www.worcestershirepride.org for all the latest news building up to the big day. And we wish them all the very, very best with it because it sounds like a brilliant celebration on the streets of Worcester. I think we're done here for this week. Um, I've been your host, Rob George. Till next week. Catch me then. Bye-bye.